Coming up, a totally different take on the 12 days of Christmas. A book that describes the trips of some great writers. Plus our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. Gosford Park is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. In case you're not familiar, before he created Downton Abbey, Julian Fellows wrote the screenplay for this movie. It's a country house murder mystery that focuses on the characters rather than the crime. It has everything you could want. Lush sets, beautiful costumes, accents like cut glass, and Dame Maggie Smith throwing verbal darts at everyone in the room. And a surprising amount of depth. We have watched that movie several times, and I feel like every time it's kind of like, oh, there's this little thing that I hadn't noticed before that pays off like three scenes later or whatever. My only complaint about the film is that they didn't decide to make it a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. If they had added a snowstorm, a sparkly tree, and some mince pies, it would be the perfect holiday movie. So instead, here are two Christmassy Manor House books. Oh, all right. Last year, I read a novel by Georgette Heyer. She was an English novelist who wrote Regency romances and detective stories that almost always featured upper-class family murders. Her holiday book is called A Christmas Party. In the story, a group of people gathers at Lexham Manor for Christmas. They are the usual Golden Age motley crew. There's some relatives and their spouses, a family friend, a business partner. When the family patriarch is stabbed in the back, literally in a locked room, everyone is a suspect. It's a very entertaining romp about very posh people. That sounds good. What's the second? It's new this year. It's called The Christmas Murder Game by Alexandra Benedict. In this one, the Armitage family descends on their family estate in Yorkshire, England to play an annual Christmas game. Every day for 12 days, a bunch of estranged cousins and our heroine Lily will solve 12 riddles. Each clue leads to a key. And the ultimate prize is the deed to Endgame House. Wow. But. Poor Lily has zero desire to play. Her mom died in the family home 21 years ago. And Lily's aunt promises that the clues that lead to winning the deed of the house will also reveal who killed Lily's mother so many years ago. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's a way to kick up the stakes on a game. Right? Yeah. And of course, there's an obligatory snowstorm. The phone lines go down. Everyone is trapped, and the fight for an inheritance turns into a fight for life. That sounds awesome. Aside from the story, which sounds super fun, the author built games for us readers into the novel. So, you know the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. Sure. A partridge in a pear tree, two turtle doves. Five golden rings. The gifts from that song are hidden in the book as anagrams. So when you read the part of the book set on the first day of Christmas, you can look for the anagram of a partridge in a pear tree, and so on. And as an added bonus, the title of 12 Country House Mysteries are sprinkled throughout the book. Oh, that's fun. I'm usually kind of a passive reader and just kind of go along for the ride. Sure. But I'm kind of excited about looking for those things when I read this book. Yeah. Those two books are The Christmas Party by Georgette Heyer and The Christmas Murder Game by Alexandra Benedict. 
My book this week is The Writer's Journey in the Footsteps of the Literary Greats by Travis Elbero. Travis Elbero is an English writer who I think might appeal to some of our audience. He's done a lot of popular history. He's written books on the history of parks, the English double-decker bus, and glasses. Wow, glasses. Yeah. yeah. He's written several books that revolve around letters or diary entries. He's got a book called Our History of the 20th Century, which is a history of Britain through diary entries, journals, and letters. And, relevant to our site, he's written a book called A Traveler's Year, 365 Days of Travel Writing in Diaries, Journals, and Letters. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Every day gives you a page or so of somebody's travel journal. I love that idea so much. It's like one of those tear-off-everyday calendars, but better. Yep. He's also written a series of atlases. He's got a book called The Atlas of the Unexpected. That book will take you to places that were discovered by chance or sites where some surprise was revealed. He wrote another atlas called Atlas of Vanishing Places, which is exactly as it says, a guide to places that won't be here forever. Mm -hmm. His most recent book is The Writer's Journey in the Footsteps of the Literary Greats. This book tells you where great writers have gotten the inspiration for some of their work. So you'll see where Herman Melville went on his first whaling voyage or where exactly Jack Kerouac was on the road. <laughs> or you can learn more about Jack London's trip to pan for gold in the Klondike, or Agatha Christie's voyage on board the Orient Express. That sounds so fun. Yeah. There are maps and photos and illustrations. It's all pretty charming. It's The Writer's Journey in the Footsteps of the Literary Greats by Travis Elbero, and it's out now. And now, our distraction of the week. Large-Hearted Boy is a blog by writer David Gutowski of Brooklyn. The blog is 20 years old this year. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah. Also, fun fact, he wrote the blurb for the cover of my roller derby memoir. He did. <laughs> he usually writes about music and books and the intersection of the two. I've been a fan of his since he's been around. I wanted to bring up Large-Hearted Boy because every year for the last 15 years, he's kept a list of lists for the best books of the year, which is a little confusing. It's also hard to say. It's a <laughs> list of lists. But at the bottom of this list of lists are some really great books. So if you're looking for, say, a book for a child in your life, you could turn to Large Hearted Boy, and he would show you that there are best children's books of 2022 lists at many places. Amazon, Booklist, Goodreads, The New York Times, The Washington Post, Waterstones, they all have best books for children in 2022. And he's got them linked, so you could chase down those links and see what looks good. But maybe you want to browse for yourself instead of this hypothetical child. At that same place, you could see lists for mystery and romance and cookbooks and poetry and crime and sports, audiobooks, and so on. Some of the lists are the result of a group of dedicated professionals carefully considering their responses, people like NPR or the Washington Post. Some of them are one person writing about what they enjoyed reading that year. Last year, he wound up with over 1,200 lists on his list. He is very diligent about being a completist. Yeah. He is updating that thing all the time from, say, end of September, early October until January. Yeah. Do not let the 1,200 lists overwhelm you. Just go in, have a look, and, and get out. Maybe, maybe set a timer. <laughs> if you love reading, you can lose a lot of time here. It's The Large-Hearted Boy. Take a look. <laughs> 
Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more details about the books we discussed and for links over to The Large Hearted Boy. Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.